Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to another video games to the max and this is uh, number 123 for counting all the variations of this podcast and uh, we are the official full one game zone podcast as well and with me today rejoining us and it's been a long long time Mr. Daniel Anderson how are you doing I'm good how's everybody making it I guess and uh, also with me is the usual co-host, Mr. Mark Morrison. Howdy. Well, uh, Mark, you were telling me that they painted your room, and now you have to wait for them to put carpet on. So. Yeah, so I had to unhook every system I have, which but. depressed me. <laughs> because now I have to figure out how to put it all back together. <laughs> oh, that's always great. It's like, you know, those passwords for, like, Netflix or something that they always auto, and then they go, hey, you got to log in, and you go, oh, crap, I don't know what this is anymore. Thank you. <laughs> well, Daniel, I mean, how have things been? Busy, but good. Working almost 80 hours every week is never fun, but adding school on top of that really killed what little free time I had, but family's good, I'm good, and... Move to a new place, so everything's going pretty well so far. All right. And if you're if you're working eighty hours a week, are you doing game development crunch? <laughs> I actually just read about that. No, it's split between two jobs. Is the school going good too? Yeah, it's going well so far. Hopefully, it continues. All right. Well, have you gotten to play anything? Very little. Uh, checked out Hearthstone with the new card release last night. Uh, other than that, been uh, fooling around with Stardew Valley a little bit. It's the most recent game that I've been, new release game that I've been playing. I had that. How do you uh, how do you like Stardew Valley? Uh, I mean, it's good. It's very well made. Uh, it's not quite my preferred style of game i do get bored with it after a while but it helps pass the time and it's fun so 
Eh, that works. Did I? Okay, you got. Oh yeah. All of a sudden it went silent. So. Ah, <laughs> uh, Mark, you been playing anything? Uh, a lot of PC stuff. Just not even a lot. I've just been depressed about my room still. But uh, Fallout Four. Um, Binding of Isaac, like always. And I just installed uh, Alan Wake for like the third time. <laughs> hey, there, that's always a, a good game to go back to. So, no, uh, yeah, no complaints for me on that. Uh, I've just uh, played some more of that Kingdom Hearts Unchained, and that's kind of all that I've had time for this week. I've had, I think, I've probably watched so much stuff on the NFL draft that I'm probably going to get to the point where I'm going to forget everything I learned when we get to Thursday. Uh, but so let's, I mean, there is, we have been so lucky the last three weeks, every time we're about to do a podcast, something happens that day. Uh, and once again, that happened this morning when uh, Nintendo decided to have a business summit and they just revealed a bunch of stuff in one go. Uh, the Biggest thing is the thing we've been talking about, uh, talking about ad nauseum at this point is that the Nintendo NX it now ha- finally has a release window of March 2017, but they will not be showing it at E3 at all. They're going to have an, its own event. Uh, and then, in fact, the only thing that they're going to show at E3 that apparently, I guess they mean like Nintendo first party-wise, is Zelda Wii U. How do you? What do you guys think about the release window not being in 2016 as a lot of people thought, and then just no E3? Go ahead, Daniel. Uh, well, I'm kind of kind of expected it to get pushed back to 2017 just because all the 2016 release window stuff was being incredibly optimistic. Uh, I'm a little bit disappointed they're not going to mention it at E3. They need to at least show, I think they need to at least show some type of video of gameplay just to show the difference. I mean, if they're going to focus on Zelda, show the difference between Zelda on the Wii U and the NX. It kind of wet people's appetite for the NX before just having a major event for it. Um, now, by moving it to March 2017, they're missing out on the... 2016 holiday, which is going to hurt them, but they're still getting the tax time for 2017, so that probably won't hurt them as bad. And then only other thing I can think of is with everything being 2017, it's probably not... I don't know if it's going to be the rumored two systems that combine to make one anymore. But I guess we'll have to wait for Nintendo's special event to find out. So you think they'll just release it all in one go then? I think it'll all be released at once. Now, if it's a controller that can play games separate, I mean, I don't know what it's going to be. Nobody really knows. There's just rumors. The latest rumor was that they were going to release the controller in 2016 that would play games and then release the actual console version in 2017. If everything's 2017, I'm wondering if they're rethinking that strategy. But we'll just have to wait and see. What do you think, Mark? 
releasing a con like the controller in 2016 would probably be a bad idea for them because they just cannibalized our uh, 3DS sales as it is. With Zelda missing 2016, they're kind of screwed for this winter or for this Christmas because no one's going to buy a Wii U. And it's like, what are you going to buy a Wii U for? Is it Star Fox? It's like, no. Um, yeah, it's a bummer that they missed it because that's all they kind of had. That, they're rolling dice on Zelda. That's all they really have going for them right now. <laughs> uh, we kind of knew that that whole thing with Zelda was a stretch anyway. Like, we talked about it, that you didn't think it was going to come out in 2016 either. I just hope in the uh, Wii U version he holds his sword with the right hand and in the NX version it's with the left hand. Yeah, just hopefully the controller's not confusing on the NX so I have to regret buying that version like with the, uh, the Wii, but... You know, this is just a, a weird thing. Like, I, I kind of agree with you, Daniel, that it's kind of weird that you're not even going to say anything at E3. Like, you're not going to just say, like, okay, here's what it looks like. We'll tell you more later. Or just... it's That's just weird. Especially because last year, one of the hooks of that uh, direct was, hey, uh, next year... So, they didn't ever say at E3, but, like... In their E3 Direct, they're telling you, well, next year, um, we will talk about the NX. Kind of makes you... Yeah. It, it sort of alludes to, at E3, we'll talk about NX. Yeah, and I kind of wonder, is Zelda being delayed till 2017 so that it gets released with the NX? Or did yeah. they move the NX to 2017 so that Zelda would be a launch title? Yeah, I wonder that too. I, I think it's more about they moved Zelda Wii U so that basically we have another GameCube Wii situation where they both released at the same time. Uh, but The only counter I would say to the NX situation is they might not have a console to show. <laughs> like, it's kind of scary if you really think about it, but it may just still be a computer somewhere in Nintendo. That's very true. It's quite yeah. possible that uh, that's a thing. I mean, uh, the guys kind of already talked about it, but, it, you know, just how do you feel about that? I mean, we kind of, again, this is another thing that, you know, we, we all speculated there's got to be a Zelda NX somewhere. This is this is happening. Uh, Nintendo's just being coy, and here we go. Just very nonchalant, Zelda NX is there. Like, if you're a Wii U owner, shouldn't you feel kind of slighted right now? Yes. <laughs> Completely. But is this the thing to make you feel slighted, or has it just been the performance of the console in general up to this point that would make you feel like that? Well, there hasn't been a like a new Zelda game on the Wii U. That's a, like that's the problem. They've released two of them, but there's been re, like, remasters, so... Yeah, I think the writing was on the wall when with the sales numbers. When all the NX rumors started coming out, you knew they were going to push Zelda back. Yeah. And yeah. you're still going to be able to get it on the Wii U. They didn't say they're canceling it for the Wii U. It's Not just, yet. Well, 
True, but it, I don't think it really hurts them to release it on the Wii U as well. Oh, no, it doesn't, and they're going to because they already promised those people that they would. And, in fact, that's, again, they, the only Nintendo game that's going to be on the show floor is Zelda Wii U, according how, to Nintendo. How depressing is that? Yeah, because last year they had a bunch of games. They including even, Zelda. Including Zelda, and they would uh, sit there and tell you, don't if you're at E3, don't go to the Zelda line because you won't get out of it. And then, well, here we go, we're going to have one game. So those have more, those have more kiosks for it. <laughs> I guess. Or they, or they have a big uh, third-party lineup that they're not talking to us about or whatever. It's just... Going back to the Super Nintendo days. Yeah, magically. Uh, well, I mean... What do they have left that they're really working on? Last year, you had what was it, Mario Maker? Mario Maker. You had the Amiibos, Smash Brothers, and Splatoon, and then Zelda. And Zelda was supposed to have already been out by this E3, wasn't it? Yeah, it's supposed to be out. Just kept getting delayed. Right. So. I mean, maybe all everything. Maybe they've got some first-party stuff lined up for the NX, and they're just not going to show it yet because there's too big of a gap there between what you had last year. Zelda was supposed to be ready by now, so it should have already been a release game. They have to have more stuff in development that they're just not talking about yet, and they won't talk about at E3. But we'll probably see more whenever they have their big NX. It'll be uh, Captain Toad whenever that'll happen. It'll be Captain Tro- Toad Treasure Tracker too. Yeah, exactly. and we Could do be. know that they have that uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions hashtag FE or whatever the hell. Um, and then I, aside from that, I don't really know anything because everything else came out either already or is about to come out. So. Yeah, because Star Fox, yeah, Star Fox just came out and was bad. So. There was only that Metroid Freedom or Federation Force game finally oh make it good. Uh, yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I think the less we talk about that Federation Force game, I think probably everybody else would appreciate it. At that. <laughs> it's just, I mean, and then you know, Daniel, we haven't had, but uh, all those lists of basically. Uh, ports, they're going to come uh, to the NX of Wii U games that are basically the greatest hits of the Wii U. I mean... All four, all four of them. <laughs> well, I think it's like six. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it, those are games. Like, I mean, there's a lot of people that haven't played those games. I mean, only, what, they announced that now 12.8 million people have a Wii U? I mean, you know... It's not a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a problem with them releasing the best games for the Wii U on the NX. It just, I mean, it kind of provides an incentive for people to go out and buy NX, lets them get exposed to Nintendo games they might not have been able to play. I mean, I'd be much more likely to buy a Nintendo console if it's going to have third-party support than I would if all it's going to do is Nintendo games and that's it. Yeah, I mean, and that's a th- that's been their problem, right? I mean, just 
they're going to have to really come out of the gate with this thing of, okay, here's, we got all this support, but like, Nintendo really, after the 64, they really didn't have a lot of support. Like, they had a lot of support at the beginning of the GameCube, and then that died, and then it just, that's the same thing that's happened ever since. It's just, I mean, they need to have the big releases come out for their consoles, just like they come out for the Xbox One and the PS4. I mean, imagine the next Grand Theft Auto coming out on the NX. Yeah, I mean, do you think that's going to have that kind of power, though? It's rumored to. (laughs) Yeah, but the problem with that, though, is, like, when they release the PS5 and Xbox Two in a few years, let's say four or five, the NX is going to get left in the dust again. Yeah, but I think it could... Even if Nintendo... Let's say it takes five years for the PS4, or PS5, Xbox, whatever, to come out. Even if Nintendo released a new console a year after that, giving the NX a six-year lifespan, I think they'd be okay doing that as long as they announce that they have a console in development. Oh yeah, especially now with those Xbox 1.5s and the PS4 4.5s, I mean... I, I, yeah. I question how hard it'll be to develop for those, for the NX though. Like, because the, the PS4 and Xbox One are very similar, like, technology-wise. And if Nintendo pulls a Nintendo move and makes it difficult to develop for, except for Nintendo... That may be a problem. Yeah, yeah, I think that they realize that now, though. Well, it only took them three generations to to figure that one out. Pretty much. I mean, the two screen thing—if that's actually a—if they're continuing with that, just on you can basically take a screen with you. I. It's sort of the same thing they have now with the Wii U. Just it's a instead of being a controller, it's a thing you can take with you. So, yeah, if that's what it is, if it's, I mean, the fact that it's playing Wii U games makes you think that I it can't be this. I know that they talk about it's not going to be the next Wii U, but But uh, you know, how many third-party games use that screen for any good reason? (laughs) Oh, none. Nintendo hardly even uses that screen. It, it's just another way to play the game, basically. If, if you don't want to play with your TV, which is cool and all, but, uh, I mean, if somebody that has one and I can actually play the game in my room and and not even use the TV uh, that's in the living room, I mean, that that's great and all, but, you know, I don't... We'll have to see what what the gimmick is because you know they're going to have one. Maybe the controller will just be able you'll be able to take it with you and watch Netflix or whatever with you. Uh, it'll be it'll be a transformer. <laughs> <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. It really uh, would. It's really alive and sentient. <laughs> I mean, uh, have you seen the the what the either of you see the. Uh, the beta for the Pokemon Go or whatever. I mean that that augmented reality just looked not that great, but you know it, it is. Yeah, what but it, is. It, it doesn't matter how good it looks. People are going to play it like crazy because it's Pokemon. Oh yeah, and it's a beta. I'm sure it's going to look better than 
what that looks like because it, it looked very uh, it didn't look very fluid. It just kind of looked like there's a bunch of stuff on screen. I'd imagine it's going to be done better than that. But... My big question for that was how bad is the battery life going to be for the iPhone with that thing? <laughs> yeah, I do wonder about that too. Like how much of that are you going to be able to play that for like even an hour before it kills your phone? But, uh, yeah, I mean, Nintendo, I mean, that, speaking of the phone, Nintendo are going to release a Fire Emblem and Animal Crossing mobile app. Uh, one of them is, the Animal Crossing thing is going to have a connection with the ones that are on the systems. Um, so that, I guess, I don't know, you have a way to mess with your stuff on the phone. I don't know how that would work. And then Fire them is supposed to be sort of a dumbed-down version of the of the 3DS games. I, I don't know how you dumb down Fire Emblem, but whatever. Rock, paper, scissors. scissors. <laughs> Anybody else thinking about the uh, how much they tried to hype second screen or second device connectivity with all of these games when they first announced the PS4 and Xbox One? And how quickly those have kind of faded into the background. Oh, yeah. You can, you can call on an airstrike in Dead Rising 3. <laughs> you can help your team in the division. All that, all that stupid <laughs> Watchdogs crap that never... That never oh, work. God, the Watchdogs yeah. stuff was bad. Like, oh, and they made it seem so cool, too, and it just it didn't work like that. Just, ugh. Hopefully, on number two, they... Figured out or something. I didn't even know sleep or uh, the division had stuff like that. <laughs> it was supposed to. I don't know if they actually followed through with it. I don't think so. I play that game pretty regularly, and I think I'd have noticed something. <laughs> so you, I mean, yeah. So you play the division. All I hear is about all these problems. Yeah, it's but, good. It's great. <laughs> so what is going on actually? On the PC or console. <laughs> Whatever. Just <laughs> Well, on the what? PC, pe- people are hacking the game to give themselves infinite life and infinite ammo. Oh, that's uh... and well, apparently big surprise. <laughs> and apparently, <laughs> U- U- apparently, Ubisoft can't fix it because it's uh, client side server, not server side. Oh, so, boy. oops. <laughs> wow. And, uh, the console version, from what I read. People are hacking the game, not hacking, but like getting, like exploiting the game to like complete the raid instantly or just bypass. Like they fixed it pretty easily, but like bypass the raid, which I've tried once and it's hard. Yeah, not well, I mean, good for a game. People like always that. try to exploit, find oh, yeah. exploits in games, but the hacking or the, I mean, the cheap problem on the PC is. That never goes away, and that always happens, no matter what. You're that kind of makes me want to try that PC version, though. Just screw with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, didn't uh, Counter-Strike have an issue with it at one point? Yeah, but uh, Valve eventually fixed that game. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but initially it was just... Oh, yeah. I mean, every game. It was a mess. Every game. That's why they, that's why they didn't put Destiny on PC, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the... You know, same like, uh, and, and they would have to basically redo their entire netcode apparently to fix the, 
hacking off the client side, so who knows if they're even going to try to do that. I'll go with no. <laughs> I mean, that's why I get frustrated with PC shooters. If you try any type of multiplayer, people are going to hack. There are a few that are okay. Like, Team Fortress 2 is fine. That's about it, though, for me. Oh, I've seen a lot of auto-aims. Oh, yeah, bots, but I mean... See-through walls. I mean, I consider that... I mean, that's cheating, because... Yeah, but that's, like... You can still have fun in Team Fortress 2 compared to, like... Like, glitching through the wall in Counter-Strike, or, like, getting on top well, of yeah. an area that you're not supposed to, and just sniping everyone to death. But, yeah, I mean, it's still... Any type of... Like, Team Fortress was one game that I'll play regularly enjoy it, then I run into some hacking, run into some people aimbotting, seeing through walls, and I just get tired of it and end up deleting it off my computer, and a few weeks later, or a few months later, the cycle will start again. Yeah, of course. Uh, always does. Um, just, just get into Unreal Tournament on PC. <laughs> use that terrible launcher. Yeah, the epic game launcher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, uh, apparently people are getting uh, Uncharted 4 early uh, in the Europe, in Germany, and even in the North America, because uh, apparently we can't even stop you from breaking street date here. Uh, I read one story that, like, a truck got, like, hijacked. <laughs> yeah, I remember, Seriously? I remember that, too. Yeah, like, violently, like, I think a guy got, got pistol whipped or something. <laughs> With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wow, over a game. Okay, people. Uh, at this point, the question becomes, will Sony brick anybody's console who has it installed and is playing it early? I think, well, nobody's come out and said anything yet. Not yet, but... They've done it before, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, that was a big controversy thing, too, but I don't... Uh, I mean, we already know multiplayer doesn't work, so it's like the only thing you can do is play a single player right now until the game actually comes out. Like, so, there's, a, there's a difference between, like, a day or two of breaking street rate and, like, two weeks. And yeah. I'm sure Sony would say, like, look at the trophy data and go, wait a second, this person got, the, got this trophy in April. <laughs> And they apparently can't sync either. So, like, none of the online stuff works, so Sony may not be able to see it. I'm sure they can see it. Yeah. Uh, 
I mean, they know about it, so they they can go through and find the ones that are playing it. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, unless somebody just has their console completely disconnected from the internet, they know. I'm positive they know or have a way to find out if somebody is playing the game early. Yeah, because it'll still register. I'm assuming, like when it, like your if you see the person, you'll see the your friends playing Uncharted Four, or whatever. Yeah. So, eh, I mean, cool for those people get to play it early, but. Uh, We'll uh, we'll get the that game soon enough. Um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go check Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I may use the cash I got from my, my Redbox scam at GameStop for it. <laughs> Why not? Hey, forty bucks is forty bucks. <laughs> hey, I mean, and it's not a scam if uh, you know it's two different companies that have no idea what's going on. Because that's exactly how it's happened. You just had somebody that had no idea they were supposed to wait or didn't care, put it on the shelf, and they're like, "Oh yeah, let me buy that game." Oh sure. <laughs> that's Don't what Walmart. You... That's what Walmart is good for. <laughs> yep, that's why I'm going to check there first. <laughs> like, I mean, even the box usually says, "Do not open until this date." And, well, there you go. Uh, so, there is... So, how, how, what do you think about this uh, this whole thing with the uh, PS4, 4.5, and the Xbox, which is apparently the Xbox One second generation? Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't just call it the next generation. <laughs> they should have. I really am. I feel like it's going to fail horribly, especially if, and I kind of see Sony being the one to do this before Microsoft, if they release a first-party game that you have to have the updated console to play, people are going to be up in arms, it's not going to do well, and it's going to make fans mad and cause a backlash if they do it that way. Yeah, I... I I kind of agree. I wonder if, I mean, you already have, what is it, almost 40 million PS4s out there. You have 18 and 19 Xbox Ones. And then you're going to tell these people that, oh, there's a better one. You don't have to buy it. and it, But it exists. Yeah, but it's the same thing with 3DS. That's, all, that's the argument I always come back to. Yeah, but yeah. the price difference between the 3DS and the versions... I mean, the price difference between a 3DS and a home console are a lot different. Oh, sure. But, like, I don't foresee them ever releasing a, like, Neo-only PS4 game. Because that would inflame people to death. I can see it happening. Not within the first year or two of the console, of the release, but... Two and a half to three years after it's been out, you're gonna you're gonna see a game, and they're gonna talk. We really wanted to uphold the artistic integrity of the game, something some BS reason like that, where you're gonna have to have the new console to be able to run it. They'll, they'll release a patch for that Lichdom Battle Mage game, and it'll finally work fine in a PS4. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that happens, 
I, I just don't see Sony ever, like, greenlining that because they're adamant about the fact that they do not want that to be a thing. I see Microsoft doing that, actually, between the two of them. I don't see it happening for Microsoft now after what happened with the initial backlash of the Xbox One. I see Sony doing what they did with the PS3, getting greedy, thinking people will buy it because it says PlayStation and making it a requirement. And then they getting hit by it and going back to be the customer-friendly console as opposed to, I mean, what they were with the PS3. That's just my guess, but they were so arrogant when the PS3 was released that I can see them going back to that with this. Well, I look at, I I kind of agree with that, but I also look at like the way the different companies are headed up now. Like at Sony, it's Mark Cerny, Adam Boys, uh, and a few other people who like seem to have a clue. And last time it was, uh, what was it? Uh, Jay Allard at like with the 360. So when the Xbox One came out, none of those people were really there anymore. That's why the Xbox One bombed. Yeah, but with Sony, you have the decisions all being made, or overall decisions being made in Japan. And how many times have we seen what can work in Japan doesn't always work in America, and vice versa? Yep, very true. Uh, Especially when certain games come out and everybody's complaining about, well... This game is just there for uh, fan service and all this other, you know, and it's like, well, this is a thing in Japan. People like it here. It's a very, uh, it's a very, it's a minority, but, you you know, and it's just, uh, yeah, I mean, God, with Xbox One, like, I think there's, I think I've heard people say they go to gaming stores and there's not even Xbox One stuff there. That's how much, uh, in Japan, how much nobody cares. Oh, I think I think when the Xbox One launched, there were pictures floating around. There was, like, a person in line for one. Well, I mean, Japan has always had a history of being very uh, nationalistic. Yeah. If something's made in Japan, they're going to support it over anything made in America. And, and it took or them a while. Not to necessarily have made, but the company based in America, as right. opposed to a Japanese-based company. And just it took them forever to have games that really appeal to them and stuff like that. You know. Yeah. I mean, they tried. I, I they they I mean, Sakaguchi made good games and everything, but I think it was one of those where people just. I don't, whether it was they just didn't understand the Xbox or they. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, just too little, too late. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, and it, uh, the Nintendo's even going to the point now where they want to st- uh, decrease their stake in the Seattle Mariners. I guess to uh, not have to be involved in that so much. They actually own fifty-five percent of the Mariners. I had no idea that they owned fifty-five percent of the Mariners. I think they've owned them since like the like early nineties. 
Yeah, since 92. And then Nintendo actually... Nintendo itself has owned the team since 2004. Uh, because uh, Yamauchi, Yamauchi died. So, I mean, uh, hey, it's a $1.4 billion uh, worth team. So, why not try to yeah, get something I, out of it? I think that's one of those things where... I mean, you saw it a lot in the early 2000s, early to mid-2000s, where companies would buy up, I mean, invest in other areas that you wouldn't think would make any sense. They did it just to try to diversify, and it didn't work. Yeah, I think that's what you have with the Mariners. Look at Sega and Health Clubs or Konami and Pachinko Machines. Well, they did this, too, because this is when Ichiro was around first there. Yeah. Like, you know, so, like, they always had some kind of Japanese player there in Seattle and, uh, you know, with the Ken Griffey games and all that stuff with, with on Nintendo. So I can kind of see what they're trying to do. You know, Disney sold their stuff and all the, the Ducks and and the Angels. So it kind of makes sense. I mean, they're still going to own part of the team, but they won't just own as much of it. Uh, I know uh, Mark will be happy to... To hear that Dark Souls three might be the last Dark Souls for a while, so until From Software looks at their budget for next year, <laughs> their earnings call and goes, "Wait a second, which is going to yeah. earn more, another Armored Core or another Dark Souls game?" Yeah, that's what it, that's really what it's going to be. Oh wait, you mean this latest adventure failed? Uh, we got to get some excitement. Uh, uh, Dark Souls 4. <laughs> yeah, I you think, know that's happening. Well, I think first it'll be Bloodborne 2 is for next year, but then, yeah, Dark Souls 4. Oh, so wait, so From Software also makes Bloodborne? I thought it was yep. another company. Okay. Nope. That's why um, they're like, the games are like extremely similar to the point of if you didn't know you were playing Bloodborne, you'd think it was a Dark Souls game. Yeah, it's supposed to be basically a streamlined version of Dark Souls. So, uh, you know, uh, I mean, it sucks for the people that are, you know, big Souls fans and they act like this is like the only game they play all year or whatever, but uh, this guy kind of feels like he needs a break. I wouldn't blame him. I think the series needs to take a break at this point. For good. <laughs> I don't think they're going away for good. I think Bring back Chrome Hounds, goddammit. <laughs> you might be the only one asking for that. I, I remember being excited when they were going to like make another Prey game, and that died. So. I still have Prey on PC. <laughs> I had the original on 360 for a while, and I was just like, you know... <laughs> that is a good first hour of the game the problem is it's like eight hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hours long. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Borderlands 3, it's happening, guys. Uh... I feel the need of not caring so much. I think most people think that now. <laughs> I mean, it's a fun game to play with friends for a little bit, and then tedium sets in. If uh, they told me it has a tale for the Borderlands characters, I might care a lot more. They'll show up. I mean, they'll probably be like quest givers or something, but that's about it. You're not going to play as like Reese or anyone. Oh, they're missing the boat. Uh, did you play those, Daniel? I never pl- I haven't gotten around to playing Tales yet. I, I need to. I just I've got so many games that I I still have games that I got for Christmas that I haven't opened yet, including <laughs> Bloodborne. But <laughs> I mean, I just I don't have a lot of time. It right. Ends, it ends in a Power Ranger fight. I mean, it's just uh, it like they added so much character to those guys in five episodes than they have for any of these Borderlands characters. That's because uh, whoever whoever makes that game, Randy Pitchford, they don't they weren't handling Tales from Borderlands story. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every like now, pro- like the, I think the problem with Borderlands really is it has too much pop like pop culture bullshit in it. Like I don't want to have I don't want to have I don't need to hear claptrap going Alonzi like the doctor. It's like no f- form your own personality, please. Don't just be internet meme the game. <laughs> yeah, it's and and then they just kept do, kept getting worse and like worse. Ti- like Tiny Tina's dun- like dungeon thing. It's like dear God. Yeah. Uh, have you guys seen this, uh, there's this VR streaming headset? I don't, I don't think it's even going to be playing, like, games. It's just for you to stream things on a VR headset. Like, why? I mean, I think that'd be fun with, like, uh, sporting events. Yeah. I mean, there's potential for it, but I don't think you're there anywhere near the technology taking off enough to make it practical yet. Yeah, imagine watching Raw with that thing on. God, I think I'd get sick. They already do the shaky cam stuff already. I, uh, I think I would probably barf uh, watching it just. I'm moving my head around, and the, the thing's already moving for me. The only thing better with that would be a D-box seat at your house. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, what they could do with Raw is they could just set up uh, cameras from certain points in the stands, and you can watch it from the stands as opposed to watching it from the cameras. Have a steady camera that doesn't move, just broadcasting it. And you could change your 
viewpoint or something. I think that'd be great. It'd make people feel like they were there watching it in person as opposed to just watching it on TV. If they could do that, that'd be cool. Um, If it's just being able to move my head around while I'm watching the same thing instead of on my TV, I think the novelty would wear out after a while. Yeah, I mean, it's going to take a lot of technology and people doing stuff specifically to take advantage of it for it to be worthwhile. And that's why I think they're not there yet. So they announced the uh, the free games for the month on both the systems. Uh, Defense Grid 2 on Xbox One, which I swear that was already on 360 once. Uh, Costume Quest 2, which both those games are actually pretty good. Um, and Grid 2 on the 360 and Peggle 1 on the 360. Uh, y'all played any of these? You to I've played three of them. <laughs> well, Peggle's always good just to be able to sit there and play for a little bit and, you know, have fun matching colors. Uh, yeah. Grid 2 is fine. It's just a long grind. And Costume Quest 2, at least on PC, had frame rate problems that made it unplayable. I have Costume Quest 2, I think, on the PS3. It's a, It's pretty good. It's, you know... It's costume plus. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, PS4 has Tropical Five, which I immediately am just gonna not download. And <laughs> <laughs> and Tabletop Racing World Tour was actually that looks pretty. That looks decent. And hey, uh, what's the problem with having a strategy game on a console? Seems like it'd work fine, doesn't it? It might work if this wasn't a city builder that's like a half-assed version of SimCity or anything. Oh, I just remember the problems with uh, StarCraft on the N64. Oh, God. (laughs) There are people that, like, revere that version of the game. Yeah, exactly. They are not good people. I'll never understand that either. I'm like, I started playing it on the 64, and then I got the PC version. I'm like... Why did I ever play it on the 64? This mm-hmm. is so clunky. <laughs> uh, Bionic Commando Rearm 2 for the PS3. Loco Roco Korechko. Uh I love Loco Roco, so I'm good with that. And Switch Galaxy Ultra and God of War Ghost of Sparta. Uh, Ghost of Sparta is good, so if you have a Vita... And you need a game to play for it, and you haven't played it yet, go for that. Uh, and uh, more old games, by the way. I do not know why Square is doing this, but they feel, I guess they feel the need to make try to make more money off these games. Final Fantasy 7 and 8 are going to come out in a box set, uh, physically, and Final Fantasy 3 and 4 are going to come out in a box set, physically. Uh, okay. I mean, at, at least those are the good versions of those games. <laughs> uh, I think not, it, yeah. maybe it has something to do with the budget of the newest Final Fantasy game. <laughs> Perhaps. Maybe they need to make some money to cover the budget. I, I don't know. I mean, it, people will buy it, so. And then the disc doesn't even include the game. You have to connect to the internet. <laughs> of course. 
Why, why does he even have a disc then? Why not just include like a Steam key and go, here you go? Well, because it'll make people feel like you got the physical version. Like, if, if that's the case, why not just install it like that, have like the soundtrack be on the disc and like all the movies and there you go. <laughs> I mean, that'd be at least more of a value to me. Yeah, I mean, well, you get the manual too, so, you know, that's the thing everybody's been waiting on, that the manual of these, you know, what is it, a... Uh, Almost twenty-year-old games, and even lo- even longer for four and, and three. So, yeah, that's uh, uh, continuing along that line. Though Sean Murray, I remember this being a thing before Sean Murray, and it never happened. And apparently now Sean Murray says he wanted to remake Road Rash with that burnout engine. Wasn't there somebody else that was doing it at one point? Uh, Criterion. They actually yeah. did get, um, like, a version. No, it wasn't Criterion. It was EA Warrington, I think, that may be connected to Criterion. Who knows? But they have a video of it out. Like, there's a video of it out. It looks okay. But I think the era for Road Rash has passed. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think there's a big enough market for it at this point. I mean, it's not even a big enough market for Burnout anymore. I mean, they are making that new Burnout. No, they're not. Or the aren't they, well, not the the other company that was involved with uh, Burnout. Yeah, well, yeah, but they're making that stupid golf game first. <laughs> hey, that golf game sort of looks interesting. I want to break stuff. I mean, it's better than just trying to hit it on the green mercilessly. I mean, if I'm going to break stuff. I want to do it as a 50-story tall robot. <laughs> <laughs> Fair There's nothing wrong with that. So, uh, Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Are you uh, you ready for this new Call of Duty with? The Modern Warfare 1 Remaster included. Is it, if, if it's infinite, does that mean it never ends? <laughs> I think it's going to be multiplayer only, and then if you want to play a storyline mode, you play Modern Warfare 1. <laughs> That's depressing, because it sounds pretty true. <laughs> That's exactly what they would have you do. Like, just, hey... The thing is, is like Modern Warfare's four or Modern Warfare's one stories, still not still pretty good. <laughs> uh, I mean, I liked Advanced Warfare a lot, so if this is going to be in the same vein, then I'm all for that. I can't even get Black Ops Three to run correctly on my computer. <laughs> that sucks. Like it runs, but like the controller is weird. So I actually don't know how to use like your superpowers in the game. So I mean, but it runs, or it just doesn't. Run it runs, it. but like the controls are screwed up. Oh, okay. They don't have a way for you to fix it. I'm guessing. No. <laughs> uh, you'd think it wouldn't cost be too much to add custom controls, but uh, there are other games that also suffer that problem. So. Hey, at least November 4th, 2016. We know it's coming. 
As if, uh, you know, we didn't know it was going to come that week. But Yeah. Hey, if they're going to put it in space and it's going to change the movement and everything, it could be fun, but I'm sure it's going to just be more of the same, just with a different setting and different abilities. Well, Kevin Spacey be back. Oh, man, if he's back, I'm all for that. Uh, he was one of the best parts of that advanced warfare thing. So, you know. Uh, so, uh, I know <laughs> the vein of Mark's existence here. <laughs> Five Nights at Freddy's apparently continues to live on. Because it has a sister location. And <laughs> that is legitimately how they're selling this thing. <laughs> there was never just one location of this. Yeah. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. <laughs> Why? Because the guy had one idea and he felt the need to milk it for as much as he can. It was the first idea made money, so if one is good, two must be better. Because he made the RPG thing, it didn't work. Just because horror fan, because horror gaming fans are idiots. They will buy. I mean, not. I mean, the Outlast game was pretty decent, and apparently, the Outlast two game is already getting a lot of uh, publicity. But they will really just buy anything that has horror in it. So I, I guess why not? Well, it's so rare to find a horror game now anyway that people who like it have to buy whatever they can if they want to play it. Or if they want to play something new. Yeah. So, Rock Band 4 is apparently going to come out with online multiplayer finally. Or synchronous online multiplayer. Uh, They're going to fix more stuff that should have been fixed in the first part of the game. And they're going to have an expansion. Does this help the game at all? Actually sell more? Or is it like just too late at this point? Too late. The only thing that can help Rock Band 4 is a PC version. <laughs> it's a PC version that couldn't even get a get approved on I think they are still well I think it's the VR version but uh, no VR version could actually be pretty fun but I mean again it's there's just not that big of a call for it yeah I, I mean they they just 
it came out of they were not very they were open to the people on the internet but they were not open to the casuals about it being a platform and they literally meant that we're adding things as we go that should have been in the game from the beginning and like I'm okay with it I have it I play it every now and then I'll buy the DLC you know but I can totally understand the people that did not know any of this and yeah so it's just like Street Fighter Five. Yeah, just like Street Fighter Five. Just, I mean, you can play Guile for free while they while you're still waiting for them to add on the money system. So, <laughs> it's that's funny to me because you think that'd be the first thing to get working correctly, not the last. Right? Yeah. Like, queue up those microtransactions. Like, you want them to freaking spend the money? Like, oh, why? <laughs> Or you Remember also when everybody that... was saying that would be Sony's big uh, exclusive console get? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like it, didn't it not even chart? No, it didn't chart. It, did. it did not chart at all. It just and then you the the thing that might hook somebody the special like one or two hour story mode. Uh, we're gonna wait till forever to put that thing in there. <laughs> Yeah, it's basically a online fighter for online fighter fans, and if you don't like playing online, tough. Go get Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and get get, get, the, get the console version because the PC version doesn't work. <laughs> Just, uh, I mean, yeah, go 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 get the total competition or whatever, because we can't get it to work right. But uh, I mean, it's good that we have a uh, Daniel on here to talk about this. Uh, we actually haven't gotten to really talk about this either. Um, they changed regimes uh, for Doctor Who. No more uh, Stephen Moffat. And now they've also replaced the companion that we knew was going to happen. Uh, Pearl Mackie, her name will be Bill in the show. There's a two-minute clip on YouTube of her trying to escape Daleks with... Uh, the doctor. Uh, what do you think about all this here? Hey, I'm willing to let it go and see how it is. I mean, we've gone through a change before in showrunners, and it's. I would say that it worked pretty well. I know that people don't like certain aspects of what he did, but... I mean... The show's still on. It's not really under threat of cancellation, so in my mind, it worked. Uh, we'll see how the new showrunner does and what style that showrunner puts out, I'm sure. I would not be surprised if the showrunner gets a new doctor, just because that's basically how it seems to work. And maybe we'll have a four-doctor ep- show coming up soon. Who knows? They'll, they'll get Chris Eccleston back in there. <laughs> well, I was going to say the new one and Capaldi, Smith, and Tennant, but if you want to go with five for e- with Eccleston, I'm all for it. Now, if they want to get one of the old doctors, get Paul McGann back in there. <laughs> but no, I mean, I think we'll, I think the show will do fine with the new showrunner. His episodes that he's written for have not been great. <laughs> Like, 
they've had a few, he's had, he's done a few that are okay, but like the Hungry Earth and Cold Blood were not those. <laughs> I think he, you know, he uh, if he's gonna bring the Broad Church like sort of style, I don't know how effective that's gonna work. Um, just he. The one thing I did like is they kind of added a lot more, you know, humor and all that stuff to the doctors and uh, Peter Capaldi just coming out with the just being outrageous in that first episode last year was was freaking ridiculous. But uh, I mean, I, I like the uh, I do like the fact that they are not afraid um, to just go with the person that makes the most sense for the do- for the companions or whatever. Like if this was America. They would have gone for the prettiest chick, and that would have been what they did. Like, uh, I would disagree there a little bit. Uh, they would have gone with, and I hate to say this, they would have gone with a, probably a female minority to say, hey, look, we're inclusive, we're not sexist, we're not racist. Well, they did that with I mean, Paul did, Mackey's black. So, I well, mean, they, no, they did that before, though. Yeah, they did yeah. that with... Uh, What's the, the worst the companion. Second one. Yeah. Martha Jones. It was yeah. terrible. Just, oh, boy. And it that was just so awkward with, like, them trying to make it seem like she really loved the, the doctor almost the same way that Rose did. And it was just like, why? In fact, we probably should have just done that completely different. But Everybody knew that she was a temporary companion. And... Nobody wanted to take her seriously because of that. Yeah. And when they tried to just shoe, I mean, it really felt like they were just trying to shoehorn her into episodes already written for the character Rose, but it's somebody different. Well, it is. It feels like Rose 2.0. It was like the worst parts of Rose. Just yeah, I mean, like magnified. I mean, that's really what they. It felt like they were trying to do. Hey, we've already got these episodes written. Let's just try to change it around a little bit and put somebody else. Put a new companion in there. Have you seen the uh, YouTube clip? I watched it before we started. I mean, she seems... Spunky. Yeah, spunky. I like the fact she kept asking stuff about... <laughs> it didn't make me laugh. Like, it's like who's... What are the Daleks? She has a sucker on the... Uh... But there's a laser under there. Still, so there's a laser under the sucker? I <laughs> just... Oh. Uh, totally clueless. It's uh, we'll have to see how that goes. But I'm gonna miss Clara. I know a lot of people did not like her at all. There's a lot of hate for like every companion out there. Yeah, <laughs> Which it seems like really a lot of hate for her though. I mean, like uh, you know, and they, I mean, I did, I wasn't watching when they were on before, you know, live or whatever, but. This one felt like just an extraordinary amount of blasting her for no reason. And I personally had no problem with her, but... My only problem with her really was, like, they kept amping up how important the companion is on a a, a galactic scale. And it's like, Clara was like the ultimate, like, version of that. Where she was, like, interacting with the Doctor, like, for all of his lifetimes and everything. And it's like... Wow, this is weird. (laughs) 
Yeah, and then the times they had her be the doctor. And like, every all. companion does not need to be special. Eh. Isn't that kind of how they've always, like you said, they kind of always have done it. They try to... Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, I want just a normal companion who's not, like, eventually revealed to be, like, the galactic superpower somehow, like Rose was, or Adana was. Or part of the TARDIS, or, you know... Well, you did have the pawns for a little bit. Yeah, true. They never got the great powers, and to be fair, Donna had it for the one episode, and then they made it so she could never be in it again. Right. No, no. The thing with the pawns was they entered it, They were the they were the catalyst for uh, River Song, so they were almost like critically important if you think about it. Like all that bullshit got added later. <laughs> like it wasn't. It obviously wasn't planned. But well, I mean, I mean, yes and no. But it, when it comes down to it, they still are were well were normal people. Well, except for Rory, who's two thousand years old. Yeah. Well, yes, but again, <laughs> when they were first introduced, they were normal people, and right, yeah. they got changed later, but. Well, it's that whole thing. Like, just it's eventually they got to make them special to kind of keep them going on. And then, but the cool thing was they kind of reverted back to being normal people at the end. So you know, Uh, (laughs) so we do. You think uh, Mark as well? Two thousand eighteen, no more. uh, uh, We get a new doctor as well, or you think he he stays on? I I I honestly think it'll probably depend on how. Capaldi feels like he's not a spry guy. Right, yeah. Uh, if he still wants to do it, I, I envision he'll stay on because, like, his season, this season was, like, very highly regarded, especially that Heaven Sent episode. Like, that was amazing. And if they, like, if he wants to do more of those, that'd be great. <laughs> I just wonder if they're going to try to stick with the three years and. And a new doctor after three years. Yeah, I mean they have kind of like like you said they kind of stuck to that. Um, a lot of times it's not necessarily. Well, te- I think I think all of them eventually just want to go after doing it first. You know. I think Tennant left because there was a change in showrunner and he, he wanted to let him have his own doctor right. and do his own thing. Smith, I think, wanted to go. Smith, I think, was getting a lot of Hollywood offers and wanted to go and try to yeah, see what he, he could do outside of the role. He was doing, like, Terminator and that, like, horrible uh, movie with, uh, with... I forget the guy's name from The Notebook, but him. Pride and Prejudice Zombies. <laughs> yeah. Which, I did see some reviews that said he was the best part of the movie. Oh, you could hey. say the same thing about about Terminator also. <laughs> yeah. He's only in the movie for like a minute too, which is funny. Him and like J.K. Simmons are the best things in that movie, and they're in it for like a minute each. But yeah, I mean, he was getting so many offers for other roles that, and that's why he left. But and you're, if you do get another Doctor, you're going to have the arguments. Let's bring Smith back. Let's bring Tennant back. Let's bring Eccleston back. I don't think any of them are coming back, so people just need to... Uh, you know, I kind of could see Tennant, just because he went 
with the showrunner and did Broadchurch. Yeah, true. And he even did the English version, the, the American version of it. Yeah. So. Okay, uh, Rupert Grint to be the doctor and it can finally be a ginger. <laughs> no, we have to continue that line of the no gingers. I kind of think that the actor who played Merlin in Merlin. Colin McGrath, or Colin McGrath, I think, yeah. Yeah, he was in the one episode that uh, Tennant did yep. where they were stuck on the train. I think he would probably be in the running as being one of the, as being a candidate for Doctor Who. Did you see, did you, so did you watch Merlin? I did. So there was a story that Matt Smith, uh, auditioned for Merlin and Karen Gillan auditioned for uh, The Princess. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so oh, they, they, they knew each other before Doctor Who. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I I would love if uh, Iridus Elba's name came up again, but uh, somebody will probably, you know, say there's a race issue in that, too, or something. So, well, look at uh, that one general guy in Doctor Who. Like, he regenerated from an old white bald dude to, like, an African-American still bald woman. <laughs> yeah. And I think that was done just to answer the question, could the Doctor eventually change into a woman? Probably. You know, because there's, there's going to be that eventually. Which I, I wouldn't have a problem with it eventually if it does... They've yeah. screwed around with that in, in, like, the books and stuff. Does it get a uh, good response, or no? Uh, I read one book where, like, the doctor regenerated into a woman and basically became hopelessly, hopelessly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, that stuff with the Rust game or whatever, where people yeah. got mad because... <laughs> I don't, like, you know, I understand what they were trying to do with that, but uh, you already gave them the ability to, to pick who they wanted. Then you're going to take it away? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Rust is such a weird game that is never actually going to come out. Yeah. What do you, what do you think, Daniel? Like, the... On what? On the Rust female thing. Doctor Who, well, either or both, female like, Doctor. Well, uh, both. Like you asked me that question about the Rust thing, and like, I'm yeah, going... that... I mean, it's really funny to hear the response that they got. Uh, like players in Russia would call and complain when they found out they were turned into a black male. Uh, and then people would also call men would call or would complain that they were turned into women. I think going in, I think they had a they wanted to make a political point in doing it, but when there was such an uproar, they backed off and said we just wanted to try to provide diversity in the world and make it look more realistic by having people of different races and genders. Okay, I think. I mean, I think they made a mistake, and they didn't know how to deal with it with the backlash. It's like, as for a fe- yeah. I mean, as for a female doctor, just to throw my two cents in on that subject, if they're going to do it, that's fine. I'm going, I'll watch it and I'll give it a shot. 
I mean, as long as it's well written, I'm going to enjoy it. Period. Mm-hmm. I I do question how how well it would work just because of how how everybody associates the character. Right. I mean, you get into the comic books changing races Change. or yeah, there's like whatever. A weird, weird backlash backlash of that type of stuff. I mean, like if you're going to introduce a new character or have a new person take over a character, that seems to be more accepted than saying, well, we're going to turn this traditionally male character, white male character, female, or turn it into a Asian-American. Or, I mean, it's just, it's weird how the backlash is, and I don't, I don't know what kind of backlash there would be from a female doctor. Yeah, that's one of those you probably see the the nasty side of the internet come out again. Uh, did any, did either of you see the uh, Stephen Moffat comedy Doctor Who episode from like twenty years ago? I don't believe so. No, it's great because they have Mister Bean as the Doctor, uh, and then he dies five times. In the last regeneration, he regenerates into a woman. And his companion's a woman, and they're supposed to be involved in a relationship. And the doctor, like, looks down at her breasts and goes, look at my Dalek bumps. (laughs) And then the last line is, like, the doctor is, like, let's go back to your, let's go back to your parents and... You can tell them we're getting married, and the companion's like, I'm sorry, Doctor, you're just not the man I fell in love with. Oh, man. I'm, I'm not going to touch any comments that come to mind from that, just because I don't want any uh, nasty emails being sent my way. So, based on that, if they get a female Doctor, it will depend on the size of her Dalek bumps. Oh, boy. <laughs> Uh, let's hope they don't go with that kind of humor. Uh, I I don't think they could, because that would just really kill the show. Uh, anyway, uh, so, Marvel, they didn't say it directly, but they said the announcement of Batman vs. Superman basically made it to where Kevin Feige sort of green greenlit the fact that we have Captain America Civil War right now. Uh, so Captain America Civil War definitely gonna be the better movie, right? Like just just no doubt. All the reviews have said so so far. <laughs> yeah. I'd... Marvel gets my trust. I'm sure I'm sure Iron Man will have more than forty three lines in the movie unlike Superman. Making sure that they're not going to have a DC Batman and Robin type mistake. Yeah, just I think this also there's uh, more intrigue in the story, even though they're not going to do like the comics. But like people know this story, whereas Batman or Superman was just kind of like, okay, we have the new Batman, and then you know Superman that people we didn't like from the first Superman. So, 
at least from the trailers, like, at least Civil War looks fun. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing you can always count on with the Marvel movies. You know you're going to have fun watching it. Well, I mean, and I'm sure it's going to be dark. I'm sure there's going to be tragedy in it. And something big is going to happen. But, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's going to be dark just because it has to be and they're going to, they want dark and gritty movies. It honestly feels like they're going to be dark because the subject matter should be. Yeah. And that's what, uh, Russo said was that basically, you know, you can only give somebody chocolate ice cream so many times before they just don't like it. So if you would have done another, just stereotype, you know, prototypical Marvel movie, it may not have been as well received. So you kind of have to change what they do. And going a little bit grittier, I think, helps. Well, also, they still had their, like, lighthearted movies, like Guardians of the Galaxy 2, probably. Yeah. Or their new Ant-Man movie that's coming out, like, next year or sometime. Which, at least, Guardians is going to have a Nathan Fillion cameo, if not him, in the actual movie. Well, he had a... Oh, Nathan Fillion's going to be in there as Nathan Fillion. I think he's no, he's playing Wonder, Ma- Wonder Man. Yes. Well, the only thing that they've announced is he's playing, I think Simon Williams is the name of Wonder Man. Yeah. He was an act, a Hollywood actor. And so they have his, Nathan Fillion's face on movie posters as Simon Williams. But they haven't said if he's actually going to be playing him as Wonder Man or not. Well, hey, Castle's ending, so why not get a Wonder Man TV show going? Well, if if Castle ends and they like they officially announce it ends, I look for the very next day the internet to start right start yelling, revolting until they get a Firefly, a new Firefly TV series set in that universe. I don't uh, think that's gonna. I don't think uh, Adam Baldwin and Sean Mayer would work well together anymore. <laughs> no, I'm sure they would work well together. That's the thing. Well, I don't know. Adam Baldwin's pretty homophobic. <laughs> well, also, uh, you have the, uh, I'm going to say spoiler, spoiler alert and leave it for a second. What happened to that one character <laughs> in the movie? Oh, they could bring him back. They could figure out a way. I figure if they ever do revive Firefly, it's going to be in a Star Trek Next Generation type thing where you'll have cameos and appearances from the original cast, but you won't have them being a central part of the story. I think Firefly's done. (laughs) Yeah, I think Firefly's done too. I'm pretty sure Joss Whedon is good with it being done. I mean, just... I don't know. I could see him telling more stories in that universe just with a different group of people. I mean, maybe, but that universe isn't that interesting to me. Like, it's, it was all about the characters. I mean, he could always make, like, that, like new ones, sure, but people still like those originals too much. <laughs> well, I mean, Next Generation worked. Yeah, but there was also three, like, three seasons of Star Trek, and they like th- that universe was interesting. And, well, like, I mean, I think the, <laughs> I think the way the movie ended, there's enough that you could do with that universe. Dealing with, I mean, 
just the way they ended it, you know that there's going to be another civil war occurring. Because people were already revolting against the, oh crap, I can't even remember what it was called now. The Alliance? Alliance. Yeah. Yeah. People were already starting to, in the movie, they were revolting because they found out that they created the Reapers. So, I mean, you could just base it on what happened after that second civil, after that second war. And have more people trying to survive or show what else is happening and go from there. If you want more Firefly stuff, just read the comics. Well, there's that too, but I just, you cannot tell me that there will not be at least one studio going trying to talk to Joss Whedon and say, hey, we would like to see you revive Firefly or tell more stories in the universe but with a different crew, but have the original people show up every now and then in cameos or storylines. And then Joss Whedon will go to Fox and tell them this planet, and they will go, fuck you. <laughs> Doesn't he have the rights to the to the show back now? Maybe. I mean, but Fox is pretty litigious with that sort of stuff. I'm sure if they wanted to screw with it, they could. I thought that he got all the rights to the characters and everything, characters in the show back, so that if he wanted to do something else, he could. Mm, that's what I thought, too. Right. And I'm I, sure the first thing he would do would be Dr. Horrible, too. That needs to happen anyway. Yes, it does. You can, bring back, you can bring back Dollhouse. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I had a roommate that like loved that show. Uh, I wasn't too fond of it, but uh, you know, that's because Elijah Dushku is not a good actress. Well, he was also in love with Elijah Dushku, so. Have you seen her? Did you happen to watch this uh, last episode, new episode of Banshee? No. She's playing an FBI agent who goes into this town. She's a guest star. She goes into the town where they're having serial killers. She then finds an abandoned crack house, kicks the people out, and sits there and smokes meth all night. <laughs> Why? Because it's the show Banshee. <laughs> That's all I can say. Okay. I mean, it is a show that is very uh, brutal and graphic. Okay. And everybody seems to have some type of flaw. Makes sense, then. Uh, so, um, Marvel Marvel had to come out and issue a statement because uh, people got mad that Tilda Swinton is not Tibetan. So, and she's playing the Ancient One in uh, Doctor Strange. This is one of those times where I'm just going, why do you people get so mad about things like, okay, what? this isn't like, uh, you know, the thing we talked about last week with uh, the ghost in the shell and uh, Scarlett Johansson and they wanted to turn them Asian, like, that's nothing like, it's, this is just, they decided to make her a white character instead of a Tibetan character, just. Well, do you want to know the business side or what I think is going to happen? What? 
I think it'll be like a situation with uh, like Rachel Ghoul in Batman Begins, where it will still be an old old Chinese or old Asian dude in the role eventually, but he's just playing like a front for Tilda Swinton. Like Tilda Swinton is his, is his beard. That could I happen. Think, I mean, I know the business reason behind it, and I knew it from the very beginning. Yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> but I think the, I mean, and it's true that I'm sure that's exactly why they did it. But on the other hand, uh, you have these groups that would have protested had they cast the ancient one as a Tibetan wise elderly man, because then they would protest that they're stereotyping Asians as to being masters of mystical and martial arts. Yeah, that's the same problem that Iron Fist is running into. Yeah. I mean, people are going to be offended no matter what you do, so you might as well cater to the people that are, to the billions of people, or cater to the business reasons which will let your movie be seen by billions more people. So what are the... What's the business reason for people? Uh, Chinese isn't like can't have Tibetan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Chinese, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they put anything mentioning Tibet or Tibet in the movie, it will not be allowed to be shown in China. Yeah, definitely not going to do that. <laughs> Miss out on too much movie uh, money, uh, which you know people forget about that when they go scream and holler about these kind of things. Well, it's not that they forget about it. They just don't care. Or they don't know. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. Too. I mean, people are stupid. <laughs> Why? Well, hey, I... Whatever. I... No, you're not. But I just mean, like, generally, like, the people who are, like, up in arms about this, it's like, this This is where your priority is right now. Like, art bitching about Tilda Swinton in this role. That you're going to see the movie regardless. Yeah, you're going to see the movie. <laughs> and if you're really well, going to boycott it over that, then, you know. And I give credit to Marvel for just coming on saying, hey, if we say if we cast somebody from the role, an Asian man, and say he's from Tibet, the movie can't be seen in China. I give them credit for saying that because, I mean... It's not like these people that are protesting the movie are really going to not see the movie anyway. Yeah. Or that they were going to see the movie, but this kept them from seeing it. They were either not going to see the movie or they're still going to anyway, and then they'll complain about how something else is done. Well, you also said the character was racist anyway, so it doesn't, you know. Well, no, if they had casted an elderly Asian man, they'd have protested saying, that it's racist they portrayed the Asian man as being a wise master of martial or mystical arts. Because that's a stereotype. Yeah, I'm not looking t- for, toward for all the backlash about uh, Chi Weedle, Aja Flores, uh, Baron Mordo. It's like, <laughs> no, that's not going to be great. <laughs> yeah, true. Um... Uh, DreamWorks could get bought by Comcast, so now Comcast will have a CG division, even though has DreamWorks actually been doing anything? 
Do they still make Shrek? <laughs> made Shrek who, in a while. <laughs> who came out with who made Minions? Uh that's Illumination Entertainment, I think it is. Okay. So, I'm not sure what that, DreamWorks does now. Uh I'll figure it out. But uh I mean you know they do Kung Fu Panda still. Oh they, that's right. Oh yeah, how, well, how to train your dragon, but Well I know Kung Fu Panda makes them a ton of money in China. That's because they don't have Tibetan characters. <laughs> well, if we had any uh people listening to us in uh China we probably Quick. lost them and <laughs> Quick, do we have Cooper's email address still? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At the uh, the Metal Coop, I think it is. <laughs> Send all email to At the Metal Coop. Which, uh, he's been very busy himself, so or I would have had him on here. Uh, to <laughs> probably go on at length about a bunch of this stuff. Uh, so Disney decided that they are, they're just going to go all in on this uh, live action movie stuff. They're making a movie about Cruella, not the dogs, Cruella. They're making a movie based on a ride at Disneyland that's going to have the rock in it, Jungle Cruise. The Dumbo movie made by Tim Burton, A Maleficent 2, Jungle Book 2. There's a Tinkle Barrel movie, and then another Mary Poppins movie, and yeah. I've I've made the joke before, but I really can't wait to see Johnny Depp as Dumbo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or the mouse that helps. Or Dumbo. every character. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. yeah or That's you... more likely. Ah. <laughs> uh... Hey, I heard Jungle Book 2 is supposed to be really good. So. Or Jungle Book 1. <laughs> the live action. Well, like, Jungle yeah. Book is like, they've made different stories. Like, like, the guy who wrote Jungle Book originally, there are other stories to tell. So, yeah. I mean, sure, why not? But all this, like, prequel stuff is just strange. Like, do we need to see, like, the Cruella DeVille, like, background story? Uh, who knows? It could sort of be interesting. Well, I mean, look at how well Maleficent did. How yeah. well the Cinderella movie did. I mean, yeah, it's probably cheaper for them to do a live-action version of the movie than animated do an animated feature. Yeah, yeah, and it gets like, out quicker. They haven't made an animated film since The Princess and the Frog, right? Which bombed. Well. It depends on what type of animation you're referring to. Traditional hand-drawn. Yeah, well, they said they were going to move away from traditional handmade animation. Yeah, especially with the CG doing just fine, so... Well, yeah, I mean, they did Frozen. Frozen was their first movie, moving away from handmade animation, and everybody knows how well that's done. Yeah, and I have Big Hero no, what 6. About, and... What about Toy Story? That's Pixar, right? Yeah, yeah. Pixar. Oh, uh, Pixar. Well, you got, got Tangled and... Uh, Tangled was before uh, Princess and the Frog, though. Yeah, that's right. Um, Wasn't big, Brave also? Brave was Pixar. Brave was Pixar, yeah. Oh. So you have Wreck-It Ralph and uh, 
whatchamacallit, uh, Big Hero 6 that came after, or came before Frozen, and... Right yeah. at the same time, well, I guess it was it's after. It's made by the same people. Uh, yeah. Made a Frozen, or made a, so... But that was less uh, Disney. I don't remember songs in Big Hero 6. Yeah, it was more of an action movie, but... Well, that was like Marvel, wasn't it? It's it's a Marvel property, but Disney made the movie. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, well, and I think part of this is also Disney can afford to take chances now. Right. Yeah. Because of <laughs> Star Wars and Marvel. Yeah, Marvel, Star Wars, and Frozen, and yeah. uh, they funny. keep making the sequels for the Pixar movies. So. It's funny how those little little investments pay off in the long run, isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, I'm pretty sure Disney is just rolling in the dough with Star Wars. Going and hey, in. there's going to be another. In, there's going to be an Indiana Jones five. Oh yeah, with Harrison Ford. I can't believe. Yep, and Steven it. Spielberg, at least according to the rumors. And a Blade Runner two. Yeah. With yeah, with him too, right? Just, that's uh. I can't wait for the Dave Bautista replicant yell scream at the end. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, I guess we should move to how we normally, so, next week, by the time we get to the podcast, about to, I don't know how well that's going to do, but, uh, I know people are just going to wait for Overwatch, so. Is it just me, or does it feel like a lot of attention has already been taken off of Battleborn, and people are focusing on the potential Borderlands 3? I know of no one interested in Battleborn. Well, there's that too, but... Yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking the whole time. Like, uh, people still care about Battleborn? Okay. I mean, everyone, how everything the... I... Go on, sorry. I was just going to ask, how did the... What was the reaction to the beta? Because I know they just had a beta in the last couple of weeks. Well, everything I read was like, it's like Team Fortress 2. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, that's fine. But... I already have Team Fortress 2. If I wanted to play that, I'd play it. <laughs> well, and you got Overwatch. Like, coming it looks, looks like a better game, I mean, honestly. And they yeah. have their beta going on right during this thing coming out. So, Battleborn is... I mean, they already acted really insecure as soon as uh, Blizzard came out with, Overwatch is going to have closed beta Till May third, and then we're gonna have a free open beta. Um, it's and they were like, uh, basically, you know. <laughs> well, the problem is Gearbox is like a very hit or miss developer and publisher. Right. Like for every good game they've made, they've made like two bad ones. Hey, speaking of bad games, has anybody tried the Colonial Marines with the new patch that's supposed to fix everything? Oh boy. Good joke. No, somebody <laughs> made a somebody made a mod that's supposed to improve the alien L- AI, the animation. Yeah, basically just make it the game it was promised. Has anybody actually played it? No, no. Uh, man, I wish uh, you know Randall was here so we could still tell him that he needs to play that game. I yeah. have it. I'll never play it though. <laughs> I, I got suckered into buying it. Why? Because it was like, it's leaving Steam, it's leaving Steam, it'll be your last chance to buy it. So I bought it like a dumbass, 
and the next month it was back on Steam. It's like great. <laughs> this is why I'll never. This is why I'll never buy Duke Nukem Forever. Uh, I was yeah. very glad that I was in a meeting the day the game went out. Came out. I was all ready to put money down because everything I had seen up to that point was positive. Even the gameplay, even the live play that they did the day before made the game look good. And then I was eating. I checked the reviews during the lunch break, saw how bad it got, and decided not to buy the game. Except for Aliens vs. Predator on the Jaguar. And this Aliens game on Game Boy Advance, I think, or like 3DS or DS. Has there been a good Aliens game? Uh, Aliens vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator 2 on the PC. The original ones that came out around 2000, 2002, 2003. Those were really good. I've heard Isolation is okay, but it's still not, like, great. I mean, it's a survival horror game. Yeah. It gets the feeling of the first movie, not of Aliens. Yeah. The Alien vs. Predator and Alien vs. Predator 2 that came out in the early 2000s, those get you more the feel of Aliens. And you play as the alien you, in all life stages. You play as the predator, and you play as the colonial marines. I want an Aliens 3 game where you have to avoid uh, prison rape. Oh, boy. Uh, on that note... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> walking in... Gonna end in a prison rape joke. No, uh, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> Walking, Walking Dead was shown episode three came out a couple of days ago. I have it downloaded. I'm assuming to play that episode two. Um, the uh, Criminal Girls Invite Only is the next uh, PS Vita PSP game that is hitting the PC. Uh, you can kind of guess what that's about. And uh, that Lost Reavers game that I have seen Nintendo not talk about at all, even though they made a big deal about it, apparently comes out today. Uh, yeah, that's that one with the, the like you have all these different kind of characters. You're basically treasure, literally treasure hunting, and it's free to play, and it's co-op on the Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the Shadow Complex Remastered also comes out next week. So. I'll get that. I thought you already oh. have it for free. I like to own Shadow Complex. <laughs> <laughs> I, will, I, support, I support that game because I want them to make another one. Yeah, and get that Pool Nation VR while you're at it, too. So. I think I had that on 360. You did? And it's actually, I mean, if you want a pool game, it's not bad. Yeah, that Pool Nation FX game or whatever that was, like, free forever is not bad either. It was just, like, that it was free for, like, three months in a row. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wow, do we really not have that many games there, Microsoft? You can give out. It's just... But, uh, alright, that's it for the podcast Um, this week. uh, Daniel, tell the people where they can find you uh games factor fiction on 411 uh it should be normally it goes live uh wednesdays but ended up going live today um 
check it out. You will see Sean on there filling in for somebody that never responded. And it's always a lot of fun. Sometimes arguments start. I wish there was some way we could do it live and let people argue their opinions out. Was it a... Just just record a Google Docs transcript. (laughs) Yeah, we used to have a a wrestling column that did that, didn't they? Didn't 411 at some point? Yeah, we did. We had a sports column like that, too. Um, And that, well, when the whole sports thing died. But, uh... I, I wrote for the sports thing for a while. When we actually had podcasts that were part of the site I was on one of those but uh yeah uh Mark I know you wrote your your top 8 yeah I was on uh top 8 Miyamoto games I think next week is on top 8 roguelikes how's the uh, reception to your some your... idiot said uh I should have had Donkey Kong land from the Game Boy on my list, despite the fact that Miyamoto didn't work on it. <laughs> so, <laughs> as usual, the reception is great. <laughs> you gotta love the people that they want to comment and they don't even know what they're talking about. I think uh, I think a, I think a month ago I wrote about like the top eight VR games I want, and someone legitimately said Rock Band VR would be a cool idea, and I was just like, wow. You know, some people, all right. <laughs> you know, back to Mark's theory about stupid people. Uh, so, I've got for PC. I'm hoping that Randall will respond and give me his uh, answers, or it'll be a three PC. And uh, Games Top Five. I'm sitting here trying to go through this, and I don't even. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to figure this out later. But, because uh, <laughs> I think we've already done top five. Uh, I don't even know, what, what would you even call, uh, is there a certain kind of genre that Team Fortress 2 is? Besides Comedy. Shooter? Class-based shooter. Class-based shooter. Are there a bunch of those? Sure. I mean, Battlefield, uh, Battlefront. Uh, there you go. Top five class-based shooters uh, <laughs> <laughs> for Friday. So, uh, yeah, that's it for what we write. Uh, make sure you subscribe to that WTM network where we have all of our other podcasts. Um, and you can join, uh, well, I think Daniel said you're out for sure tomorrow. Yeah, I might try to hop on at the end of the draft, but I won't be able to do anything live during it. We're going to be doing live draft, NFL draft coverage of round one uh, on Ravel. And we're going to try to figure out how to simulcast it uh, as a podcast on Spreaker for you guys as well. So, uh, you know, you can you can turn down Mel Kiper and not have to hear him. You can hear us talk about the draft instead. Um, and, uh, you know, all the other podcasts that are part of that, just go subscribe and, you know, you can uh, – Listen to whichever one that you would uh, desire to do so. And uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully there's more uh, news that's come out by then. Later, everybody. Later. Later.